Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Grigston and Wayne Shepard talk about the important role grandparents play in the life of a teen. Let's hear what they have to say. Welcome to Grandparenting Today's Teens. That doesn't sound exactly right, but I guess it's what we're talking about today, yeah, right? but it is for today. Right. I mean, we're going we're gonna to dedicate this program to grandparents that are out there. We've got plenty of them that listen. Mm-hmm. And parents, every one of you out there will be a grandparent one day, so right. you can go ahead and start learning now. Yeah. Hey, do you remember your grandparents? I do. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa Shepard died before I was born, but I do remember the other grandparents very very fondly. Well, you know, I didn't have a relationship with my grandparents. Uh, my 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 grandmother never said a word. She smiled a lot, and uh, and she made great chocolate cake. Jane and I even <laughs> went by and saw her on our honeymoon when we got married at 20 years of age, oh. and uh, she never said a word to us the whole time. My really? grandfather was in a nursing home, and he didn't even know my name. My other grandfather was kind of a racist kind of guy and, and just really negative about things, and my grandmother didn't care about us. And, and, and what it did, it, it created in me one of these scary opportunities when my daughter came to me and said, you're going to be a grandpa. <laughs> I was going... I have no idea yeah. what that is. I was say, those are wonderful stories, Mark. Oh, Thanks I for know. telling those that stories. Doesn't that just boost you yeah. up? So it's made me want to change my relationship of being a grandparent. And I think God's keeping most of us around so we can influence a generation that needs us desperately. Talking about grandparenting today's teens, you want to open with a question here. That's right. right. What do you want to be known for? I mean, it, it, it matters right now to all your grandparents that are out there. What do you want to be known for? You know, your legacy will really only be remembered unless you're some famous rock star or or you've committed some crazy crime. Oh. It, it, your name will not be remembered beyond your grandkids. So you have to remember, what do you want to be known for? And, you know, your legacy will be written in two places. It'll be written on your tombstone, uh-huh. and it will be on someone's heart. Uh-huh. And so yeah, it's interesting to me that, that uh, there was a guy named Aaron Watson that, that is a country artist, and he's doing really well. And I, I saw him at a baseball game, a Texas Rangers baseball game. He walked up, and he wanted to introduce me to his wife. And he said, honey... This is the guy that sends us pies every year. I'm going, okay. Um, The pie sender. I was in Nashville. Amy Grant introduces me to her husband, Vince Gill, and said, oh, Vince, Vince, this is the guy that has cabins that are connected by walkways. People on the radio remember me as the guy with the mustache, and seminar people go, he's the guy that wears boots. So I can see it now on my tombstone. Here lies a guy who sends pies, has cabins joined by walkways, has a mustache, and wears boots. And I have to ask the question, is that what I want to be known for? much of a legacy there, Mark. It's not really. And my point is this, we're all going to die. The second thing is, it's not going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. The third thing is, it's going to happen sooner than you think. And my point is, don't wait. Don't wait. The inevitable is coming at some point, and you've got to say, you know, wh- how do I how do I allow my legacy to be a connection uh, through family, through deep relationships that we have with them? Because a legacy is found within the hope and wisdom that you pass down to your children and your grandchildren, and it's the truths 
that can be passed down to the next generation. We misunderstand it, don't we? we? There are things that we think is part of our legacy that really isn't. It's really not. You know what? I, I know this, that my kids and my grandkids don't care about how many books I've written, how many places I've spoken. I, they don't care about any of that stuff. They don't really care about the house I have, uh, land, about horses. They don't, they don't care about that stuff. It's, it's interesting to me. What I think is somewhat important in my life is not to them. So I have to ask the question as I move on later in life, what is it that I want to write on their hearts? What is it that I want to be known for and remembered for? And a legacy is not just a, a few gold nuggets of wisdom. You know, well, Grandpa used to say that, you know, whatever, you know, and everybody will forget that. It's not just doing good for other people. It's all about relationships. And they don't just happen. They are made. Mm -hmm. Grandparents shape their grandkids' future in a way nobody else can. Their special, unique relationship with their teen grandchildren can be a transformative part of a family's legacy. And it's important for grandparents to understand why and how they can offer their grandkids what no one else can. Mark Gregston is a grandparent, and he shares the techniques he's learned in grandparenting today's teens, which helps grandparents shift their relationship as their grandchildren move into the teen years. In grandparenting today's teens, grandparents will learn to listen better and develop new strategies to stay engaged and have a meaningful influence in the life of their teen grandchildren. Visit parentingteenresources.org and get your copy of Grandparenting Today's Teens now. This relationship with your grandkids, give us an idea of what it should look like. Well, you're getting to know them, and, and you're allowing them to get to know you. And, and you, I think you have to be very specific about how we do that. Because the tendency is, when we get a little bit older, we want to start lecturing a little bit more, make sure everybody knows that those other days used to be better days, that if you just do it this way, you wouldn't be in the mess. I mean, everybody's been complaining about the next generation since the beginning of time. I mean, in some way, you got to let that go. You're communicating life across a bridge of a relationship that doesn't stop if they don't respond, and you're loving them even if their beliefs are polar opposites than yours. Yeah, let's talk about that because very often, you know, our teens believe something far different than we do as grandparents. They may. I love the Lord. I have a, a relationship with Christ. I, I I have felt that. I was the Bible quiz champ of, of 1969 in Oklahoma. I love Scripture. But I may have grandkids or even kids that don't and don't care at all. Can I still love them in spite of whether they're fulfilling all of my expectations of them? You better, so that, or there's no legacy. That's right, because the tendency is then we want to correct them all the time and do that. Let, let, me, let me tell you this. There, there is a difference between being a parent and being a grandparent. My grandkids come and see me, and I don't correct them at all. I mean, I do not correct them. That's for their parents to do. As a grandparent, I'm there to love them, to engage with them, to make them feel wanted and cared for. I cater to them. I give them things. They always ask me. They come to me in hopes that they go, hey, Papa, hey, Papa, can we go eat dinner and just talk? 
That's what I'm longing for. So as a grandparent, I want to make time for a connection, especially those one-on-one connections. And if I'm always correcting them as a grandmother, always getting them to clean up after themselves, always telling them what they're doing wrong and how they don't ever look nice, they're not modest enough, they shouldn't use that language, they need to get off their phones, why don't you eat something good, quit Grumpy eating old junk granddad food. there. Yeah. That's all you're doing is pushing them away. And it's saying to them that you are not worthy of listening to the wisdom that I have to share. And all you grandparents that are out there, I want you to know this. You possess wisdom that your grandkids will get from nowhere else Mm. except you. And if you keep pushing them away by continuing to be a parent in their life, they don't need a parent. They need a grandparent. So... You must show interest in them. Ask questions about their life and about their heart. Invest time and effort and resources. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because it's not just investing time. Sometimes we have to, especially in this day and age, we're going to have to travel across the country to see those grandkids. Well, we may have to do that, or we may have to learn how to Skype or to get on a computer and look at them. We may have to learn how to text. Our family has a group text, and so it's got... Me is the oldest at the top, all the way down to a six-year-old that knows how to text me (laughs) on an iPad, and that she can write me, and I can write her back. And and so we have this group text, and we're always sending pictures and keeping everybody else up on what we're doing. And so hopefully we're connecting enough that, that when that time comes for that they need some help or direction and they're not getting the wisdom from mom or dad. They can get it from a grandparent that's involved and available in their life. And once in a while, have some fun together. Well, always, always. You know, I, I, I make comments all the time. Go make some memories before you lose yours. <laughs> you know, I mean, have some fun and do what they want to do. Go places that they want to go. You've had your time to travel. Don't just make them tag along. Do something very intentional about having them involved in going somewhere where they want to go so they can go. I was there with grandma. I was there with grandpa. We have some uh, grandparent questions that have come in. Can I ask some of these of you? Sure. Uh, First of all, I want to be involved in my 15-year-old grandson's life, but we haven't had a close relationship up till now, and he rejects any offer I make to spend time together. What do I do? Well, one, you know, I I think one of the first things, because grandparents, you know, read my book and they go, wait a minute, I want to start doing something and, and leave a legacy. And it means that you've got to find something that's exciting for your grandson, not just sit around and watch you play shuffleboard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I don't have anything against shuffleboard. <laughs> yeah, don't write but, to us. <laughs> but I'm going, it's, it's one of those things. Find something that he wants to do and then partner with him to do it. I mean, that's, that's the intent. Now, health issues may be a problem, whatever. But if a child loves fishing, then we're going on a big fishing trip. Mm-hmm. And when we spend time together, I'm going to make sure that I engage in such a way that I'm not ridiculing them. There may be a reason why your grandson doesn't want to spend time with you because you're always correcting them all the time or always talking, telling them what they're doing wrong, telling them what they need to do different. Well, nobody likes to be around that. Yeah. If all you can talk about is medical issues, who wants to be around that? Hmm. I mean, a grandson is going, I've got this other life. Let me see the importance of having a grandmother or grandfather involved in my life. And that's what they've got to see. It also speaks to the importance of developing that relationship where they're much younger than 15. That's right. Yeah. And and it's very easy, I think, to develop a relationship early on because as a grandparent, you can do no wrong. But when they get into the teen years, as they get busier, grandparents are usually one of the first 
couple of people that get booted out Mm -hmm. of their relationship circle. So you have to work twice as hard. So you may have to work hard to have some experiences. But remember, people gain wisdom through observation, through reflection, what they think about, and experience. And so the fact that you're experiencing something together will transfer something to them that's very important. Here's a very important question. I disagree with how my son and daughter-in-law are raising our grandchildren How do I pursue a relationship with my grandkids when there's a wall between me and their mom and dad? Yeah. You know what? You support the mom and dad. Uh It doesn't matter whether you agree or disagree. I mean, because what happens is then, then you become the parent and your grandchildren don't need another set of parents. They need you to be the grandparent. You know, and so I think it's important that regardless, because of the position that my children have been put in, then I am going to support them how they handle my grandchildren, even when I disagree. I can trust them when they're right. I can trust them when they're wrong. And so that's just, it it, it keeps things from becoming complicated. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.